0: You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hi everyone and welcome into my final podcast episode for 2022. I am so excited to bring you my end of year review and reflection episode, which I record every year. It's a bit of a tradition around here and... I love using this as a chance to look back over the year that's been to integrate my lessons and learnings and share them with you, to share my highs and my lows, my challenges, my successes, and ultimately my learnings and my takeaways with you from this year and really take you through my process of how I like to look over a year and reflect to perhaps support you and inspire you as well to do your own end-of-year reflection. So this will be a really nice personal episode as I take you through my year, and I'm excited to share all of this with you. I've got a lot of notes in front of me of things that I want to cover with you. So let's get on in. So where I really like to begin with doing an end-of-year reflection is to take myself right back firstly to the start of the year and to my intentions for the year my desires the themes that I set at the start of the year for myself and this is why I'm such a big fan of journaling because I will tend to go back over my journal at this time of year really look at what I had journaled out at the start of the year and then you know even look at a lot of my entries throughout the year as well to really see how it all unfolded to see how what I had set in motion at the start of the year actually materialized throughout the year. So if you're not yet someone that journals, that might even be something you want to take on in the new year. It's a really supportive way to live very intentionally and stay very connected to what you desire to create for yourself and your life. So I looked back over my journal and I even looked back at my very first podcast episode of this year, because at the start of every year, I also do a, you know, beginning year episode talking about my themes and my intentions and my desires for the year ahead. And that was episode 116 of this podcast and the title of that episode and my my themes for the year was simplicity, self liberation and soulful success. And simplicity really um, was my key word and my key theme. And it was the word that I had chosen to really guide me through the year. And I was using it as my compass, um, as this compass to help me in making decisions, in knowing how to use my time and energy, in knowing how to set things up in a way that allowed me to experience more of that quality of simplicity so it's really nice when you pick your intention your theme your your guiding words that you stay connected to them throughout the year and you continue to use them as your compass and your guide and as I look back over the year at how this word simplicity really flowed through my life it's so interesting to look at I can see its impact on three key areas of my life The first was my business, and that's really where I wanted to experience more simplicity. I wanted more ease, more clarity, more structure, and I wanted everything in the business just to feel more simple. Um, My business has often over the years been at times a source of stress, at times a source of confusion, at times it's felt disorganized. And I was really coming into this energy this year, really wanting to build out. The, the masculine side of things, so there was more simplicity to allow more support for my feminine creativity. I think that was part of my intention. And really looking back over the year, I see that. I see how with every choice I was making, with every offering I was designing, I was continuing to ask myself, how do we simplify this? How do we make this more simple, more easeful and more effortless and more clear? And while I haven't completely mastered that, I can really look back and see how that intention really guided the way that I ran my business this year. And it worked really, really well for me. Another place that this theme of simplicity really touched and flowed into was my lifestyle and where I was living Because a big part of 2022 for me, and you would have heard me talk about this in my episode right at the start of the year in episode 116, my my biggest desire and intention for this year was relocating to the Gold Coast from Sydney. And a big part of my desire to move to the Gold Coast was for a more simple way of living and to connect more deeply with the simple pleasures of life. I had found for me living in Sydney, I was very often on the treadmill of striving, achievement, external success, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I craved to be in an environment that had less of that energy to it and that was more about ease and presence and slowness and space and nurturing the feminine. And I can 100% say that our move to the Gold Coast has really supported that. I can see a huge unravelling within myself that has happened around my striving nature. And our life here, what's really interesting is in so many ways it feels more simple, but it also feels so much more rich and fulfilling and nourishing and actually overflowing and, and really abundant with all of the things that bring me joy. And that's what I was craving too. And it's interesting when you work with something like simplicity because that can feel like a stripping away, but it was a stripping away of what wasn't in alignment to make room for finding more joy and pleasure and nourishment in the more simple aspects of life, yeah? Jumping off the treadmill, getting out of the busyness and just being more around nature and with people and... like in a place that nourishes my soul and that's really what we've definitely created here on the Gold Coast. Um, And then the third place that this theme of simplicity really touched for me and really impacted for me was my inner world. And this was the area I was not expecting, but I'll I'll talk about this through the episode. The second half of this year has been a huge um, season of healing for me. And what I didn't realize was that when you go on a journey of healing, you are ultimately creating so much more simplicity within your inner world. Because what tends to lead to all of the chaos, the drama, the stress, the struggle, the resistance, the highs and lows of emotion is things that are unresolved within our system, is when there's woundings, there's triggers, there's old conditioning there's emotions that haven't been felt and processed there's pain and all of these things continually get fired off within us and create a lot of internal drama and chaos and stress and what i have found through going on a healing journey this year really deeply is that it's actually created so much more simplicity in my inner world I feel more spacious within myself. I feel calmer. I feel clearer. I feel less reactive, less triggered. I feel less wounded. I feel more integrated and whole because that's ultimately what healing is about. Healing isn't about fixing yourself or or resolving what's broken or improving yourself in any way. It's a return to wholeness. And we return to wholeness through loving and accepting and being with the parts of ourselves that, for so long, we have rejected and denied, suppressed and pushed away, not wanted, not wanted to face and feel and be with. And my journey of healing this year has been a huge reclamation of parts of myself that I spent so long trying to pretend weren't there, or suppress, or ignore, or deny. But on a subconscious level, they were ruling me. They were driving my thoughts. They were driving my behaviors. They were driving my reactions. So through the willingness to go on the healing journey, which means going in and meeting and being with those parts of myself, loving them, reintegrating them, and returning to a space of wholeness, in turn, there's so much more simplicity that I experience on an inner level within myself because there's less noise in there. There's less unresolved stuff getting in the way. And there's now this beautiful clarity and self-awareness and embodiment and power and groundedness um, and openness within myself, which I haven't completely mastered, but I definitely feel that shift and I definitely feel how holding that intention of simplicity this year has actually had such a beautiful impact on my inner world and the level of simplicity i now feel within my own inner processes and how that's now reflected in different areas of my life like my business and my relationships and my finances and everything so it's been it's been really profound and just to speak to this for a minute, because this is something I saw as a big theme for a lot of people, actually, that this theme of healing. And this came through really strongly, particularly in the second half of 2022. I heard a lot of people who um, perhaps have never really done much healing work before, or never had much interest in it, <laughs> or even had maybe scratched the surface, suddenly getting guided and pulled so deep into their healing journey and into facing and looking at and being with parts of themselves that they had been avoiding and ignoring and denying. And for whatever reason, it was a year that called us deeper into our shadows to to clean up what needed to be felt and resolved within us and which on a subconscious level was impacting our ability to create what we wanted in our lives. Because I think a lot of us came into 2022 with big goals and desires. You know, we'd come off the back of 2020 and 2021, where so many of us had felt incredibly restricted um, in what we were able to create and do. And then we came into 2022 and it felt like at last we're kind of free to be able to really move forward and create. And I saw a lot of people in the online space, the online world setting very big goals um, around million dollar years and different things they wanted to create. Particularly in the coaching industry, the first half of this year was very dominated by conversations around money. And income goals, income targets, celebrating income milestones, like it really dominated, you know, the the luxury lifestyle was a big theme. And you can understand that, you know, there was this beautiful feeling of abundance that people were creating and experiencing after maybe some years of struggle and restriction and disconnection like we've been talking about. But it got a little bit unhealthy there. It got a little bit out of balance. And then I began to see it course correct in the second half of the year. And a lot of people were really called to look at some of the shadow sides of what was going on. There was a lot of ego death that happened this year. There was a lot of death and rebirth. There was a lot of having to really humble ourselves. I got very humbled in myself as well in my healing journey. You know, this is where the ego has to get humbled, and we start to shine a light on where we are acting from places that aren't true, that are actually based on old programming, on external seeking, on building up an ego or persona. And the second half of this year came through and just unraveled a lot of that for a lot of people and really started to bring us back to truth, to bring us back to like, what is it we truly desire? What is actually true for us and when you get humbled on an on an ego-based level um it sort of sobers you up to have to really sit with yourself and be like okay if all these things that I've been trying to do aren't working or aren't feeling good it's time for me to come back in to be with myself to be in stillness to listen to tune into what um what is the truth and a lot of us, I think, had to sit with that. And that was a big, you know, that was a big process I went through this year of um, just I, I, sh- I shined a spotlight a lot on places where wounded parts of me were still running the show. And I think the second half of the year gave us gave a lot of us an invitation to do that. I started to really see where um, parts of, like, younger parts of myself that had unmet needs Yeah, so where there was pain from my inner child, where she wasn't seen, she wasn't heard, she wasn't validated, she wasn't loved, she wasn't supported in the way that she really needed. I began to see how that younger part of me was still driving my life now to try to get those needs met that never got met as a child through the different areas of my life. (laughs) She was using my business to get love and validation, to feel enough, to feel worthy. She was using my relationship to get love, to no longer feel abandoned, to be rescued, to be saved from her pain, to feel like she was finally wanted. Now, this is very subtle stuff that we can't always see. But a lot of us got a chance to really look at it in the second half of the year, to really shine a spotlight within. And um, that was very much my journey in the second half of the year. It's very humbling to really be like, wow. There's been a lot of wounded parts running my life and it's time for me to go and be with those parts and hold them and feel what's unresolved and actually give them what they need so that I can now show up as an empowered, whole, integrated woman in my life and stop using external areas of my life to get, to feed on the things that I felt I never got, to validate myself to plug up the holes within, right? So that was what my healing journey really looked like. it was it was so profound. Um, the work I did in my relationship was huge. We unraveled a lot of co- subtle codependency, um, a victim rescuer pattern that was going on between us, places where I wasn't fully using my voice, owning my desires, standing in my power. Um, I looked a lot at my work at places where, You know, the energy that was driving what I was doing wasn't true. It was coming from a wounded space. And um, I think, you know, if we ever go through a year where we have these big dreams and desires and they don't materialize, um, there's often an invitation to look in a little bit deeper around what energies might be playing out there that aren't actually true and aligned and first need to be cleaned up and healed and resolved so that we can actually then move forward towards what we want to create from a true clean place and have the frequency that we radiate be a reflection of our true essence, not our wounded parts, yeah, not our shadow parts. So that was very much what unfolded for me this year and I saw it begin to play out for a lot of other people as well. So there was definitely desires for me this year, as some of my desires manifested and some of them didn't. And it was interesting because I was teaching so much about manifestation this year. ran I ran my program Creatress twice, my feminine manifestation program, and got to have some incredible conversations around manifestation. Like I loved running that program. Um, And, you know, one of the key things I was really talking to the women about there is that understanding manifestation is not about just getting what you want and that's often our ego that's like i'm just going to learn manifestation and then i'll be able to get everything that i want every desire that you hold is is taking you on a journey of becoming and there are deep soul lessons and learnings and growth in every desire you're here to create So if any of your desires didn't materialize yet, it doesn't mean you're not worthy of them. It doesn't mean they're not possible. It doesn't mean you're not capable of them. It doesn't mean life doesn't want you to have them. It just means there might be some more looking within that needs to happen to just see what's unfolding within you around this desire, Um, around your energy, around who you're being, around your belief systems, around any subconscious programming that's there any wounded parts that are running the show. Um, I feel like every, I've said this in Creatures so many times, but all of the waiting or the delay that we go through with a desire is all um, taking us on a journey of preparation. So whether or not what you wanted materialized this year, you were on the journey of preparing for it this year. That's what you need to remember. And I know that I've been on my journey of initiation and preparation for years for the things that I desire and um, they all manifest and materialize in divine timing. But one of my desires that did materialize this year that I really want to celebrate was my move to the Gold Coast. Um, I did a whole episode on that, episode 117 right at the start of the year uh, where I talked about how I manifested a big move interstate and a dreamy new home. Um, that was such a highlight for my year because I had been holding the desire to relocate from Sydney to the Gold Coast for several years. Um, we'd been working on it really intensely for a year, solidly. Um, but if you, you know had listened to that episode or you, you might know because I've talked about it. We were in lockdowns and there was border closures for most of 2021, so the possibility of coming up here was pretty nil. Um, but we did we did manifest it, we materialized it. It's been the very like the best, hands down, the best thing I've done in a really long time. I'm so proud of this manifestation. I'm so proud of of this you know how this came together of my trusting of the divine timing and the divine plan, my surrender, my trust. You know, if you listen to episode one one seven, there was so much unknown. There were so many roadblocks. There were so many delays. Um and, you know, this is something that came up in Creatures as People ask me a lot, um you know connie if if we're if if we're encountering challenges and roadblocks on our journey of manifesting if 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 life keeps saying no not yet is that life saying to us this desire isn't for us and this is such a big learning in manifestation and something i really integrated this year um is how like how do we hold our desires and stay devoted to them in those moments when We're getting roadblocks, no's challenges, dead ends, where things fall apart, where nothing that we do is working, where we feel so much self-doubt, right? That is the biggest thing I've had to learn about manifestation this year is the the resilience around it. The ability to hold steady on your vision, on your desire, no matter how long it takes. So many of us give up so quickly. So many of us quit when we can't see how something's going to happen. So many of us get so hard on ourselves and beat up on ourselves when something isn't materializing. But most of my desires, my loves, I've had to hold for a very, very long time before they materialized, which is not because I'm a bad manifesto, <laughs> but it's because they've all taken me through a big j- journey of, of learning and growth. Of who I needed to become to be ready for them and there's been elements of divine timing and the divine plan I've had to work with and so unless you sit you know in your body and you really feel that something you're trying to work towards is actually not true and you really feel that as a knowing don't make the fact that you're encountering challenges mean that what you want isn't possible it's not the truth You're just being invited into deeper devotion, deeper ability to hold, deeper resilience, deeper steadiness in your energy, um, and, and deeper work around supporting yourself through the various waves of emotion or fear or doubt that come up along the way. Yeah. So I had to navigate all of that on the journey of manifesting our our, our move and our home, but this home that we're now living in—oh my gosh—I feel great. I feel gratitude for it every day. It is exactly what I wanted. It is the type of home I was never able to create in Sydney. We only ever lived in small, tiny apartments in Sydney. We have this beautiful double-story house, front yard, backyard, walking distance to the pool, uh, to the pool, <laughs> to the beach um to the shops um three bedrooms it's it's just it's just a dream it's so beautiful and i feel really proud of um what i was able to create for myself here with this home so definitely felt it important to celebrate that one so without even really intending it or realizing you know manifestation became a core part of my teachings this year um, that that move into state sparked the Creatress program. I'm so proud of that program. That was a beautiful offering that I created this year and it will be an, an ongoing part of my business moving forward. I love supporting women on the journey of materializing their dreams, you know, and that's what we really do in Creatress. Um, if any of you are interested in that program, it will be running again live in 2023, but I do also have the self-paced version of Creatress available now to purchase. So if you want to work through that manifestation program before you know you enter the new year or at the start of the new year, you can go on and purchase that at ConnieChapman.com slash Creatress and work through all of the recordings from the last live round that, um, that we ran. It was a super powerful one, lots of incredible uh, resources and recordings for you in there. So as I was mentioning earlier, um, there was a, you know, this year was a deep year of healing for me and I, you know, we came to the second half of the year and I, I really began to feel this pull into the healing journey. You know, the first part of my year was really about transitioning setting up our life on the gold coast settling into the gold coast um getting you know building my community here my connections here settling into our home and then in the second half of the year i moved into this focus around healing and i i could just feel this desire at the midpoint of the year to go so much deeper i felt this this feeling of deepening happening and um, a couple of really distinct things happened around the middle half of the year. One of the first was that I started working with a psychologist and that's something that I never thought I would do to be completely honest but I was having a lot of struggles around insomnia which I've talked about. I have this on and off struggle with my sleep, with insomnia and with anxiety and I just knew it was time to get to the root cause of it. It was time to actually like, we need to go and face what's really going on here. So I did the humbling thing. Like I said, healing is a humble, humbling journey. I went to my GP and I asked to have a mental health care plan written up for me, which is something I resisted doing for about two years um, because I didn't want to be labeled or pigeonholed in any way. And it was probably also my ego that was like, Connie, you're a life coach. You can't, (laughs) you can't be getting mental health support. Um, But the more that I spoke to people, so many women that I know have gone down this path as well. And there's no shame in it. There's no shame in getting support if you need it. And I don't in any way take any of this on as an identity. It's just me getting honest about some places where I need more support So I had a mental health care plan written up, which meant I could get some subsidized sessions with a psychologist. And I started doing EMDR, which is a therapy to really help you work on unresolved traumas from childhood. What was so interesting when I started talking with my psychologist, (laughs) you know, she asked the question, like, do you have any traumas from your life? And most of us can tend to say, oh, not really. Like, you know, I had a pretty kind of good upbringing and nothing's really jumping out. I mean, I had a couple of things. But then as, as I began to talk about different things I'd experienced throughout my life, she's like, Connie, you realise that's a trauma. And I was like, wow, really? <laughs> I'd never thought about it that way. And I really began to have much more compassion for myself around some of the things I'd experienced in my life. And, you know, really when we're looking at trauma, what we're really looking at is, not the event itself, but the impact it had on you. And if there was anything in your system around that event or moment in time that's unresolved, that you didn't get to fully feel, fully process, Um, if you went into a state of fight or flight, an unregulated nervous system and you didn't have the tools to re-regulate, it's all about the impact it had on you, the lasting impact it leaves on you. And I realized there was quite a few events throughout my life that I hadn't fully processed, hadn't fully integrated. So that's what we did the workaround. And I'm still working with her. I'm still on that journey. But that was intense and deep and confronting and (laughs) hard. Um, But it has been incredibly healing. I've noticed a huge improvement in my sleep. I've noticed a huge improvement in my anxiety. In fact, I very rarely feel anxiety now. Um, which is also because I think because I transitioned off coffee. That was another thing I did this year, which I'm super proud of myself for. Um, I love, like I love caffeine (laughs) and I was addicted to it for years. You know, I I loved that caffeine high, that buzz, Um, but it just does not work for my nervous system. I'm a sensitive woman and it doesn't work for my hormones. It doesn't work for my body. So I transitioned off coffee again about six months ago, and um, have been on a little blend of decaf and cacao in the morning. I sometimes have a bit of matcha. I can actually handle matcha quite well, uh, but I'm off the coffee. And it's it's funny actually. I had a coffee just randomly the other day because I was really tired, and I was like, oh, just maybe have a coffee. Like I haven't had one in so long. It was not a good idea. I was. I thought I was fine, and then later in the day, I started to become so agitated and edgy and anxious, and actually quite aggressive. And it just there was a horrible energy in my body, and I was like, "Okay, never again." We we learned our lesson from that one. So there's been that there was a lot of nervous system healing that happened for me in the second half of the year. Uh, Working with my therapist, working on EMDR, coming off coffee, learning how to finally process and feel emotions that had never been felt, that were laying dormant and stuck in my body, that were driving me. Um, Learning how to better understand my nervous system and what helps regulate me and how to um, draw on different tools, really relying on a morning and evening practice to regulate myself and not pushing myself, you know, there was a tendency for me to always push myself into a, stress, a stress-based space um, because my childhood was very stressful. So almost being in a state of stress was very familiar to me. So I've had to retrain myself into um, feeling safe, being calm, feeling, having it be, be familiar to feel relaxed, you know, to feel in my body, um, and that that was a big part of my work this year. And that also was something I really, really worked on in the training I did in the second half of this year. So I came in um, in the second half of the year into a six month training program feminine embodiment and tantra facilitator training with my mentor, Carrie Louise. And that was one of the best things hands down that I've done for myself. It coincided so perfectly with my journey of healing. Um, I was very much intuitively guided to that program. And it's interesting because I'd been holding the intention for quite a long time that I wanted to retrain and upskill in feminine work and, um, For those of you who don't know, I am a certified life coach, but I was certified back in 2012. That's when I started my journey. I did my 12-month certification back then. And I've really just been, you know, that's been the foundation of my work with people. But I wanted to upskill and I hadn't found the right program for me. But I landed on this program. It just, it was a full body yes for me. I signed up without even knowing anything about it and went into this journey and It was such a powerful journey for me of healing as well, of, you know, this is something I talked about actually in episode 122. I I did this episode on the true path of feminine living, and this is where I talked about the journey of descent. This is where I really began to understand uh, that the feminine way, um, the feminine journey of descent which really requires us to descend deeper into our bodies. And the thing about descent is when you start to descend and come down and come deeper into your body, into yourself, into inhabiting your body, you're going to hit things. You're going to land on layers of things that are within your body, within your subconscious that you've never felt before, that you've never faced before, that you've never been aware of before. So I I went on this six month journey of descent, and descended so much deeper into my body. Like I actually feel more embodied than I've ever felt. But the journey of embodiment has meant it's been a journey of feeling. Like I've had to be had to go in, and like the only way you can go deeper into your body is is to be able to uh, get better at feeling, and to be able to feel the various layers of things that you're going to move through as you come deeper down into your body. And it has been profound. I've healed deep inner child wounds. I've healed wounds and patterns of my wounded feminine. A lot of what I was talking about before, you know, the external seeking and grasping, looking for external validation, um, patterns with my inner child of where she was still running me now and and um it you know witnessing all of that was was huge i also had the chance to really look at my relationship to my feminine energy and i can't tell you how much my my understanding and awareness and embodiment of my feminine has deepened this year um i feel so much more embodied i feel so much more in integrity around the work that i'm teaching and i have such a deeper understanding of of this work. Um, I really began to look at very intimately my relationship to my feminine and how I still ran patterns of dominance and control of my feminine energy, or I would extract from my feminine energy, from my life force in order to make money. Or I would dominate and control her when she wasn't doing what I wanted her to do. Or I would override her when she would say she needed rest and I would say, no, we've got things to achieve. Or I was using my sexuality as a means to an end rather than really honoring the way my sexual energy wants to move through my body. I witnessed a lot of forcing energy in myself, patterns of forcing, which was so interesting because on one of the calls with my mentor in this program, she actually got me to look back at my birth and my birth story my birth experience and we landed on this piece where i was induced and also pulled out with forceps so my birth into the world was through force and there's this pattern i run in my system of force (laughs) around my creations around my creative life force around my sexuality and that has been so illuminating to witness um the the ways that we we can do this a lot as women we 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 really exploit our feminine energy and we force things rather than honoring the pace at which energy truly wants to move and shakti wants to move and life force wants to move and our body wants to move at you know So we did a lot of work around um, sexuality actually in this program as part of our tantric work, which was phenomenal. Um, I do feel maybe on some levels some teachings around sexuality may come into my work next year, but I really came to have so much more reverence for understanding the way we can work with our sexual energy as a healing practice and as a way to move energy through our system and clear Clear things and witness our relationship to our sexual energy through certain practices. So, that might be something that you hear me talk more about um, in the new year as I continue to integrate it. It was very, very powerful. I also went to two amazing workshops with a friend of mine, Nadine Lee, and she was. Um, in on the Gold Coast and ran two workshops on feminine magnetism and the dark feminine and they were beautiful in-person workshops where we did so much embodiment work and movement and dance and sensuality work and emotional release and tantric sexuality practices and oh yeah this is this is the stuff I'm loving I just absolutely loved um, everything I got to learn around that this year as I've been saying, it was, a, it was a big year of working with my nervous system and really recognising that um, when you heal unresolved, unresolved trauma and emotional patterns in your body, you deeply support the regulation of your nervous system. And I, I look, was working a lot on healing patterns of my inner victim and emotional drama and really working on my ability to bring in my inner masculine and hold myself more through my own emotional waves rather than going to my partner to rescue me. That was a very big thing that I witnessed because as a child, no one was there to rescue me. I had to be super independent. I had to I had to support myself through everything. It didn't feel like anyone was there for me. And so as I came into an emotionally available relationship, my inner child began running, running a lot of patterns of victim energy so she could finally feel rescued by someone. So then my partner would come in and rescue me and she would finally feel like, ah, oh, there's someone there who loves me enough to rescue me. So I had to break that pattern. It was very unhealthy dynamic and learn how to actually be that holding presence for myself. Um, and as I began to do that, it resolved a lot of that that victim energy. And I found myself integrate so much more deeply into my empowered inner woman. Um, I, I learned how to work so much more this year with my, my feminine cycle, my feminine energy, again, not pushing and forcing myself beyond my capacity. Um, like I said, quitting coffee, eating in a way that was more nourishing for my hormones, So reintegrating more animal products, more protein, um, eating much sooner after waking up. And this all of this supported my nervous system regulation to the extent that I found myself at the end of this year, watching these challenges unfolding in my life and just noticing myself being so much more resilient in being able to hold them like things just don't derail me in the way they used to. I don't collapse into drama and victimhood energy in the way that I used to. I can hold conflict so much better. Um, I can hold my own emotional reactions so much better. I can hold uncertainty. Like all of this comes from working with our nervous system and our embodiment and healing un- unresolved traumas and wounds. And, um, and yeah, really this is, this is the feminine path. You know, this is the work I've really been doing. It's been amazing so let's talk about we'll just start to come into a little bit of wrap-up I mean I think that's just looking at my notes I think that's yeah. You know, there's been a lot in there um in terms of the things that I've worked on but as I the other thing I was going to say um is that embodiment has just been such a big theme and as I've been talking about that really but um oh Embodiment is just so key for us as women. And I think you're going to hear me talk a lot more about embodiment in 2023, a lot more around really going deeper into feminine embodiment. And um, yeah, it's going to be, oh, I just feel like I've laid a foundation this year for so much of, of what's to come. So let me do a little bit of a rapid fire here over some of my biggest learnings and my biggest challenges and my biggest achievements just to really wrap up this episode. So biggest learnings, um, like I said earlier, being able to hold my desires and hold your desires even when you see no proof or evidence of them coming. That has been one of my biggest learnings is learning how to do that. That's been part of my nervous system work is being able to hold uncertainty and not collapse around it, but being able to be with the emotions that come up and still then you know, reconnect with and get redevoted to my desire and not give up on it or quit or abandon it just because in that moment I am filled with uncertainty around it. Uh, Another big learning has really been deeply honouring my feminine and her needs and her energy and her desires. This is ongoing work um, because this is just ongoing for us as women. We're all relearning how to really honour the feminine because none of us have really been taught. And when you really honour her, like you you have to live in such deeper attunement to your body and to what is actually alive for you, the emotions that are there, what she needs, like actually asking what your body needs, what your inner woman needs, what your feminine needs and giving yourself what you need. Yeah, really honouring my energy, not pushing and overriding my energy, not forcing beyond my capacity, yeah? You're going to hear me talk a lot more about working with the feminine in the new year. I've been working a lot with and I've had a big lesson this year around um, divine inner union. I think this will flow into my work next year too, really understanding the divine inner union where integrating the masculine and feminine is about bringing the presence and consciousness and the holding of your inner masculine to the emotions the wounds and the feelings and the sensations of your feminine so if we ever find ourselves unable to be with what's happening in our body unable to be with our emotions in judgment of our emotions in judgment of our react our reactions avoiding the sensations that are rising ignoring our needs not listening to our body's wisdom and our inner intuition they are places where our inner masculine is not showing up in devotion to our feminine where we're not bringing presence and consciousness to what's rising for our inner feminine but if we can work on our attentiveness to what moves through our body, what's alive for us, even our triggers, our wounds, our pain points, our emotions, the discomfort, those the, the desires, the needs, the aches, the yearnings, whatever's going on for your feminine. When you bring presence to that, when you bring awareness to that, when you bring consciousness to that, when you hold space for that, you are cultivating this beautiful divine union of your inner masculine and feminine energies. That's something I've really worked on this year and will continue to work on moving forward. I've also learned a lot around what it truly means to heal. I think I avoided the word healing for so long because I saw it as implying that I was broken or lacking something or missing something or flawed in some way or there was something wrong with me. But it's not. It's Healing is just bringing love to parts of yourself that you've never brought love to, that you have been in judgment of denial of suppression of avoidance of that you've pushed away and rejected but welcoming back all parts of you even the undesirable parts even the shadow parts even the wounded parts welcoming welcoming them all back in reintegrating them returning to wholeness through love that's the healing journey and it's probably a journey i'll be on for the rest of my life and it's incredibly beautiful And like I said, I've really come to have deeper learning and understanding around the importance of embodiment and working with embodiment for us as women. Um, I'm so proud of the embodiment work I did this year. It has laid the foundation for me because being in your body allows you to hold more. Like I've been saying, I have expanded my capacity to hold this year. And if we want to talk about how do we manifest more, You know, we talk about this in Creatures quite a bit, actually. How do we manifest more? It's not about, like, just dreaming up bigger desires and trying to call in more. You also need to expand your capacity to hold more. You've got to be able to hold it without collapsing, going into overwhelm, having all your stuff come up, and the more you're in your body, the more anchored you are, the more at home you are in yourself, the more regulated you are, the less, you know unresolved stuff there is in your system the more you can hold that's how we manifest and create more is expanding our capacity to hold more Um, that's how you know your inner masculine you cultivate that wide holding um, to allow more of your feminine creativity or desires or receivership yeah to to be experienced to allow yourself to receive more yeah so Um, like I said, that will be coming through a lot in my work in the new year, some areas that were challenges for me that I want to speak to that just a little, you know, getting a bit vulnerable here. Um, some things that I feel like I want to improve on, um, is working a little bit better with my cyclical nature and really understanding how to properly nourish myself in my various cycles of my energy and not pushing them to extremes so the tendency i can have is when i'm in a certain cycle of my feminine energy like you know coming into ovulation where my energy is peaking i feel extroverted i feel um creative prolific um outgoing my tendency is to push that a little bit too far and I will ride that energy for too long. I will sort of (laughs) try to exploit that energy a little bit and I think push too hard in that energy. And then that leaves me, because I push so hard into the extreme of that sort of peak, that yang, it leaves me having to go to the other extreme in my more yin part of my energy where Then my period comes and I'm flawed and I'm totally wiped out and I'm exhausted. And I really noticed this year, the extremes in my cycles, the extremes in the cycles of my energy, the at times extremes in my mood, the at times extremes in my business, even. You know, you might notice and experience me sometimes being very creatively prolific, a lot of podcasts, a lot of social media posts, a lot of content, and then I withdraw and then I go quiet because I need to recharge. I need to fill up my reserves again. And what I want to work on is is not necessarily having to be more consistent and stable and neutral, because that would feel like being more masculine, but just not pushing to the extremes of each of these cycles of my feminine, but learning how to just ride them really naturally so that they don't have to have the extreme of one or the other. And same with my business. it's There's something I'm integrating here around having my business work less in extremes as well, be less of a roller coaster, be more steady. um, And that requires me just to be more in tune with my body so that I'm aware of where my energies and my cycles are at and I'm not pushing them to extremes. Another one of my challenges this year was actually the online space. A bit of comparison played out for me this year, a bit of self-doubt played out for me this year and a bit of over analysing my content and my expression. So there was a lot of shifts in the online space You know, a lot of us are adjusting to having less reach on Instagram, having our content be less seen, having less engagement, having to use reels in order to be seen. And I found that really hard. And there were times I doubted myself a lot this year. I doubted myself whether people still liked my work, whether people still wanted to hear from me. I talked myself out of sharing things because I would say to myself, no one, no one's going to care. No one's going to see it anyway. And that's not something I want to continue. I really want to continue to honour my creative expression, the messages moving through me and how they want to be shared regardless of who sees them, regardless of how many people like them, regardless of whether Instagram favours them. I really want to devote to my creative life force and what's true in how I truly desire to express my creative work in the world and to really keep trusting myself and not question myself or compare myself to others. The other thing that was interesting for me this year was I've been navigating a big transition and i watched there's a big transition happening in my communities where over the past couple of years I've really moved into focusing a lot more on the feminine rather than on spiritual teachings like I used to or energetic work like I used to. And so there's been a natural transition in my community. Um, I didn't experience a lot of growth on my Instagram this year because while I had a lot of new people follow, I had a lot of people unfollow me. And I think it's important to talk about that because I'm not immune to that and we all experience it. There's been, been some big transitions in my community as people are falling away and new people are coming in. As I more deeply anchor into, focusing on feminine work because that's 100% where my work is going. And then people who used to follow me who aren't in alignment with that will fall away. And I just had to really trust that process, Um, trust the shifts that are happening in my communities and do my best to not take that personally, but trust it's part of the realignment that's happening. So there's some of the things that have challenged me. Um, And I think also uh, to what I was saying before is also really learning how to balance My healing work with running my business because sometimes when I'm on a healing journey I just want to withdraw and go super internal and focus on healing and then I take my my energy off my business so yeah it's really like how do I integrate everything better in 2023 so that as a woman I'm deeply nourished and supported but my business is also getting the nourishment it needs to continue to thrive uh, the final things I just want to touch on that were beautiful achievements from this year. As I said, you know, the move to the Gold Coast, the manifestation of this house was just the ultimate. Um, also getting to live with my family. I've got my sister and my niece up here on the Gold Coast and my mum and other sister are moving up next year. So that was a big dream of mine for a long time to live in the same city and state as my family. So I'm so excited about that. And Um, We got to have Christmas all together on the Gold Coast this year, which was just a dream. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, As I said, quitting coffee was a big achievement. Um, Bringing Creatress into my work was huge to bring in a beautiful new offering. Um, Running a beautiful round of Divine Femme this year. That is my signature program for women. And there's going to be some beautiful evolutions of Divine Femme next year, uh, which I can't wait to share with you. I'll share them with you in my next episode. I built out a beautiful community of like-minded soul sisters here on the Gold Coast, um, which again, was a dream. Like a lot of long-held dreams really materialized this year, which I feel so grateful for. Um, Really committed to my workouts, been consistently working out at least three times a week with my at-home workouts on the Align app that I love um I just yeah I, I really was really proud of my devotion to my self-care this year and how I continue to show up for myself and um yeah and really how I rode the waves of uncertainty and difficulty and challenge I just I've just really I think more than anything I'm really proud of the woman that I became this year I'm really really proud of the woman I became I, I don't And I I might talk about this in my new year episode too. I don't feel as much anymore to focus really on achievements and sitting here celebrating all of like the income goals and all that stuff. It's, it's like, no, I'm really proud of the woman I became. And that to me has been my most important measure of this year. The other quick thing as well, that was really beautiful was I noticed a lot of new people in my programs this year. Um, when I would watch enrollments come in for courses there was a lot of names I didn't recognize there was a lot of names of people who I'd never worked with before so I want to say welcome and thank you if you were someone who came into one of my programs for the first time who worked with me for the first time it's beautiful to see new faces new energy and new community forming in my work Um, thank you for trusting me and for trusting uh my programs and my offerings and entering into my communities i'm welcoming all of you whether you have been with me for a while or you're new to my work thank you to all of you who came through my programs this year i i love sharing my intimate programs because this is where we get to really deeply connect so much deeper than we do anywhere else so yeah so if you were new if you were new into my courses this year thank you and welcome It was really nice to see so many new faces. So that's it. Did I mention actually, maybe I didn't mention this final one. We started publishing, I almost forgot, I'm looking at my list. We started publishing the podcast to YouTube. That's the other thing I wanted to celebrate. Um, This podcast, all of these episodes, you can now watch on YouTube. If you haven't yet discovered my YouTube, you can go and watch all my episodes there in video format. It just allows you to have a whole other dimension to connecting with me. Um, I feel like I love audio episodes if I'm going on a walk, but I love video if I'm in the bath or I'm cooking dinner at home and I want to watch something or I just want to chill out on the couch. So you can watch all the episodes in video format on YouTube as well. The link is in the show notes. So thank you so much for being a part of my community in 2022. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for your support of my work. Thank you for being a part of my community. I wouldn't be able to do what I do without you. And I deeply cherish every single one of you that listens to what I share and finds value from what I share and supports what I share. So thank you so, so much. I'm so excited to continue our journey together in the new year. And I can't wait to bring you my first episode of 2023. So wishing you a beautiful holiday season. I hope you're having a nourishing, gorgeous time. And even if you're having a challenging time, I send you so much love and wishing you a wonderful new year and I will talk to you in 2023. Lots of love until next time.